0: This is the Purple Pillage with Neil Roberts and Lee Fakken. The Pillage
1: starts now. And welcome to another edition of the Purple Pillage. Week 15 for us. The Vikings come up with a win over the Ravens. This one brought to you by El Azteca. Authentic Mexican food on the go. Located North Broadway in Minot, North Dakota. Well, Neil, a big win over the Ravens at home. Uh, maybe not so many touchdowns, but a lot of balls in the air for kicking anyway. Kai Forbath doing his job from outside, but uh, unfortunately not up close.
0: Yeah, six field goals. That's huge. Missed an extra point, so that's a head-scratcher. But huge win, Leaf. 5-2 and now are the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, one win away, hopefully, with Cleveland coming up this weekend. We'll talk more about that in a bit. But then the bye week. So if you'd have told us before the season started, hey, the Vikings are looking at 6-2, and I think any Viking fan would have taken that. And the defense continues to lead the way. And most impressive again last week, and if they can continue this and stay healthy on that defensive side of the ball, by and large, I think some good things could happen, Leaf in postseason. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm ahead of myself.
1: (laughs) For sure. I mean, leading the league, doing a lot of good things. Let's talk about that, especially the defense doing a lot of good things. This week against the Ravens, alone and they had 65 total tackles 45 of those were solo tackles five sacks 12 tackles for a loss we could talk all day about this defense if we wanted to
0: yeah and the big names keep showing up eric kendrick's uh leading the way uh with total tackles this one of the better middle linebackers in the league anthony barr very very disruptive everson griffin with two sacks he's now in elite company where I believe only six players since they began keeping the sack stat back like in 1982 have recorded a sack in each of the first seven games. And Griffin joins that company. So kudos to Everson Griffin for that. But Zendejo with a big hit. I thought he was unfairly uh, suspended for a game Uh, on that hit on Mike Wallace. uh, It was a close call, but I thought he was going low enough and I thought he was below the head on that play but zendejo is really making a difference out there harrison smith another solid game We can go on and on and on. You know, no one throws Rhodes' way. So his numbers never look very big, but they just do not throw at him. He is such a great cover guy, leaf, And, of course, that affects his tackles too then. So they're just not throwing at his receiver much. So Trey Waynes is seeing a lot of action. They throw his way constantly. He's coming along. He still gets spun around on occasion. But you know what? The Vikings defense really, I'll tell you what, uh, they seldom even bend anymore. But for sure, bend but no break.
1: Let's switch over to the offensive side. Their little offensive line troubles this week, Neil, yeah. but the running backs and receivers getting fed the ball. Unfortunately for Keenum and his receivers, no touchdowns for them, but uh, Latavius Murray finally kind of making a splash a little later than we expected.
0: Yeah, but you know, McKinnon's filled in well in the absence of Delvin Cook. Now Latavius Murray making his mark and Offensive line has something to do with that as well, opening up some nice holes for Murray. And Murray, knowing what to do with it. So yeah, uh, 113 yards on the day, 18 rushes, 6.3 average. So his best game on the season by a long shot. The O-line playing well, but the announcers pointed out toward the end of that game, they were down to only five healthy offensive linemen. It'll be interesting to see come practices mid and late week, who's back in, who's able to go. Do they have to hit the waiver wire uh, hit the practice squad where we checked I think there's only one extra guy on their practice squad. Who do you bring back in? That sort of thing. So that's something to keep an eye on as they head out, of course, in early flight as they have to travel over to London to take on Cleveland this weekend.
1: Before we jump to Cleveland, let's talk about our player, should I say, players of the week. Going back to that defense, Neil, Anthony Barr and Everson Griffin doing a fantastic job.
0: Yep, let's go with those, Leaf Barr, very disruptive. And coming off a disruptive game, of course, against Green Bay where, you know, he took Rodgers out with what we called the clean hit. Ended up leaving that game with a concussion, or at least concussion symptoms. Uh, was able to come back this week. Very disruptive again. 11 total tackles. Had a sack. And Everson Griffin we talked about earlier. You know, two sacks this game. Uh, he's had at least a sack in each of the games so far, making him 1-of-6 players to do so so it's hard to exclude him this week so yeah let's go with anthony barr and everson griffin for our players of the week
1: thanks to magic city hoagies for making our players of the week possible located in south minot best hoagies in the state they were voted this last year and i agree good stuff good stuff well let's move on and talk about the game that's going on across the big pond some people would say ah Easy one in the bag against the Browns, but the Browns just came off of a tight overtime loss to the Titans. What do you think is going to affect things there, Neil?
0: Well, the neat thing about this league, compared to some other professional sports, I think, is its parity, Leaf. And even though the Browns are winless at this point, you've mentioned they've had a lot of very close games this year that could have went either way. So the Vikings cannot take this one for granted. I think their defense has to come out and be shut down again. And if they can keep the Browns to field goals only... Might be a similar sort of ugly win like it was against Baltimore, but we'll take that. An ugly win's better than a pretty loss any day of the week. I'd be happy with another like 23-12 to 12 game or whatever, and just to go there, get that win, and get back into the bye week at 6-2 and two, and put yourself in really good shape for that stretch.
1: Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, Neil, but the week after this game is a bye, and then from that point on, it doesn't get any easier for the Vikings. Not that it's been easy up to this point, but it doesn't get any easier.
0: No, and... Four or five road games. The only home game is against the Rams, who are one of the leaders in the NFC. In the road games, Redskins, then at the Lions on Thanksgiving, followed up at Atlanta, at Carolina, not easy. Back home again for Cincy, then at Green Bay, then we finish off the season at home against the Bears. If they can be 6-2 and two into the bye and kind of a goal heading in. If they go 10-6, and six, should put you in the playoffs and pretty hot here and, and when somebody's on the road.
1: Vikings taking on the Browns Sunday morning at 8.30 Central Time smell bacon. on the NFL Network as that game takes place in London. Well, that's all for this one, folks. Thanks to Four Bears Casino and Lodge making this podcast possible. For Neil Roberts, I'm Leif Bakken, and until next time, pillage on.